the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Welcome to the interview with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by AndrewandTodd.com. Andrew and Todd are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They help you with all your real estate lending needs. If you're refinancing your home, if you're buying a new home, if you're a senior who wants a reverse mortgage, if you're a veteran who doesn't want to put any money down, whatever it is, if you're in the private real estate market for yourself, and maybe you want an investment property, try AndrewandTodd.com or call 888 Now on to the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Joined now by Senator Lindsey Graham, a Republican from South Carolina. It is a rare treat. Uh, Senator Graham is usually in the Senate gym at 6 a.m. and will not join the show anytime because we're on live. But today, given the events of this week, we got him out of the gym. Uh, Good morning, Senator Graham. Good to talk to you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's always fun to have you. Are you going to vote to confirm uh, Justice Brown Jackson, Judge Brown Jackson, to be Justice Brown Jackson? Well, you'll you'll find that out pretty soon, and I, I'll be glad to share it with you in the world. But can I tell you my takeaways for the last Oh, please. Please. Okay. Number one, I think I better understand why all the radical groups demand justice. Arabella and that network of leftist groups wanted her over anybody else. Uh, what have I learned in the last couple of days? She's a nice person, has, you know, uh, an accomplished background, but when it comes to judging. I've learned several things that are incredibly unnerving. It's not the sentence she gives in child pornography cases that is outcome determinative. They're always on the low end, and that is disturbing. But what I learned is that this judge will not consider as a sentence enhancement the fact that the perpetrator went on the internet to pull down the images, and the more images the person pulls down doesn't count in her world. So she takes off the table sentencing factors uh, regarding using electronic media like the Internet, and she will not hold against the accused the volume of pornography they possess. I think that's a mistake because the venue of choice for child pornographers is the Internet. We went from mailing some photos to within one click being able to download thousands of images There are 85 million, at least, images of children being abused on the Internet. And here's my view. Every time you click the button to download pornography involving a child, your sentence should go up, not down. You know, Senator, I had on uh, former U.S. Attorney McGregor Scott. He served under W. and he served under Donald Trump in the Eastern District of California. He said the Department of Justice has run a special facility for consumers of child porn for years in North Carolina. You can't fix these people. You can't help them. They revert. And the hearings for me ended up proving President Joe Biden is a leftist. Your Senate Democratic friends are leftists and they're soft on crime. And Judge Brown Jackson is a leftist and soft on crime. And it's just the way that it is. She's qualified. I, I tell everyone my radio audience is confused. I'd say she's qualified, but I wouldn't vote to confirm her. And she went from my over-under of 65 to 53 now. I, I just don't well, think it's just crazy what well, she wouldn't answer. Let's break that down. Number one, what have we learned? How much the left hates conservatives. Yeah. How much the media's in the tank 
for a Democratic nominee. Uh, Cory Booker, who's a friend, moved everybody to tears about the historic nature of this pick, the first African-American woman to go to the Supreme Court. He did not shed a tear when Schumer and Durbin and Biden filibustered in 2003 Janice Rogers Brown, who was picked by President Bush 43. She was a Supreme Court justice on the California State Supreme Court to be a D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal judge. She's African-American, born in Alabama, uh, single mother. They destroyed her ability to get on the court for two years. Nobody shed a tear for that. So the only reason uh, that Judge Jackson may be the first to go to the court as an African-American woman is because the Democrats kept off Janice Rogers Brown. Janice Rogers Brown is a friend of mine. I saw her at a Pete Wilson salute in the fall at the Nixon Library. Great to see the judge. She's retired from the D.C. Circuit now. Eminently qualified. She'd still be serving on the bench. Bottom line this for me, Senator Graham. If confirmed, Judge Brown Jackson, as Justice Brown Jackson, will vote with Justice Sotomayor. What percentage of time do you think? Uh, I think all the time. And, <laughs> and I knew that Sotomayor and Kagan would be liberal. I expect Biden to nominate a liberal person. I get that. I expect Trump, Trump to nominate a, a conservative person. But here's what I don't expect. I don't expect the person to be nominated to have a view of the law that's outcome determinative. The immigration case, she decided, she ruled that the President Trump administration could not expand expedited removal uh, in illegal immigrant cases uh, as the statute would allow for anybody here under two years. What Trump did is expanded the list of people could be removed uh, under expedited removal that have been here two years or less. The statute says that decision is... uh, solely in the hands of the secretary and it's non-reviewable. She set that part of the statute aside, struck down the the Trump um, policy change, and the D.C. Circuit Court said this was one of the greatest violations of ignoring a clearly written statute they've ever seen. She discounted the law as written to get an outcome she wanted, in my view. Were you the one, I don't know if it's you or Tom Cotton, who said, those of us in the law writing business really don't know how to be more specific. That was you. You know, I told my staff, (laughs) okay, here's the challenge. I want you to go and write a statute, and your audience is judges. Write it in a way where you could tell the judge, this is a discretionary decision that we're talking about in this statute. They can make any decision they want up to two years regarding expedited removal. It's solely in the hands of the secretary, and this discretionary decision under the Administrative Procedures Act is non-reviewable. That's exactly what they wrote. It is impossible to write a statute more clear than this one. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Senator, uh, these hearings don't often tell you much about the judge. They tell you a lot about the Senate and the senators. And uh, your exchange <laughs> with Dick Durbin— when the chairman would not shut you down. I mean, you blew through your time limit. And you know why he wouldn't shut yeah, you down? I got 30 minutes. So you, yeah. you know why? Because of their embarrassment the... at what they did to Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh. They dare not deny you 10 minutes. Well, number one, uh, she was evasive. I understand the game. You know, you're 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 great legal mind, good, good on your feet. That's why you're on the radio and TV. I understand the game. My goal is to challenge her fairly. 
And when Washington Post says this was worse than Kavanaugh, oh. that is disgusting. Did Ruth Did write anybody, that? Did my pal, they, my boss, Ruth Marcus? That, listen, you need to get that editorial, my friend. They accused me of being worse than Kavanaugh. Now, what was Kavanaugh about? He was ambushed after the hearing was over with allegations that they say were credible. Here's what I say about the allegations against Judge Kavanaugh. They fall in two categories, manufactured. Three of the people making claims against the judge actually made the stuff up and maybe going to jail. The other claims were uncorroborated accusations. The more you looked at them, the less reliable they were. They were not credible. Has anybody accused her of misconduct here? All we try to do is prove that her record is one of judicial activism. And when it comes to Gitmo, this is a pet peeve of mine. I don't mind representing Gitmo detainees. I said no. The greatest traditions of being a lawyer is to represent the unpopular. But she signed on a brief, an amicus brief, and you know what that means, yep. uh, that accused Bush and Rumsfeld of being war criminals and would eliminate indefinite detention of the law of war, which means we can't hold anybody. You know what I, I heard her saying in that exchange? I heard her saying the Morrison and Forster partners made me do it. That's what I heard her saying. But that they no, made I, her. I heard something else. Well, I don't remember doing I don't remember it, me calling would you sign your name to a brief no. that called the president of the United States a war criminal? Absolutely not. I wouldn't. And I, I doubt that she read it. Honestly, I, I thought to myself that That's the language of the left is my point. I mean, yeah. she's hanging out with activists. That's the language of the left. Now, Senator, someone online asked, what happened to Lindsey Graham? And I wrote, Lindsey Graham has gone through the Kavanaugh and the Coney Barrett hearings. Now, he may have watched the Clarence Thomas hearings, but he's gone through these. other. And I think you're actually... I'm not going to use the word scarred. I just think you're informed about the left now in a way that maybe no one who isn't on well, Senate Judiciary is. So I, you can't, I can't even say it any better. What happened is that I understand that I vote for Sotomayor and Kagan because I thought they were qualified. They were people of good character. I expected them, them to be liberal, and they have been. I would expect the favor to be returned, and I was beyond shocked at the way – Alito was bad, but Kavanaugh was the destruction of a fine man and his family to keep a seat open. Amy Comet Barrett was treated like she's a weirdo because of her faith. Here's what I've learned. People of color and women who embrace conservatism are fair game. Here's what the media wants me to do. Sit there and clap for Judge Jackson, vote for her, and keep my mouth shut. That's why I am who I am in this hearing. I am refusing to play the game of not challenging her, because if I do, somebody will call me a bad name. I am so far over that. I, I'm so glad. By the way, I think the hearings helped the cause, the cause being the rule of law, because I think people are beginning to connect the dots, Senator Graham, that Joe Biden is soft on crime, Senate Democrats are soft on crime, the judges they nominate are soft on crime, and we're tired of soft on crime. I just came back from L.A. L.A. is overrun with homeless people who defy law uh, by virtue of their disability, their addiction, or their mental disorder, or their just desire to live on the street. And people are running off with $950 and less because it's not prosecuted by these crazy Soros prosecutors. I think this is the issue of the coming election. Do you? I, I think so, too. Well, I think Ukraine will be. I think I think a couple of things. Number one, you could connect the dots regarding her record from the space station. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Yes, you could. Literally. <laughs> this is not that hard. You know, I came into this thing not really knowing how I would approach it. And the more I got into a record and the more I heard her talk, the more I'm convinced that Michelle Childs was destroyed uh, because she would have been liberal because they saw in Judge Jackson the activist that they've been living for all these years. So I'll tell you about my vote and why I'm going to vote, how I'm going to vote later. But let me tell you what I think will define this election, security at home and abroad. I think the judges being picked um, are going to expose a bias here uh, against being tough on crime and activism in terms of interpreting the law. And I think Biden's world order he's creating is thugs, terrorists, and communist dictators are going to run the world if we don't change our policy. Let me close by talking to you about Bill Barr, who was on guest on Monday. And I, I read mm-hmm. Barr's book cover to cover. There is one overwhelmingly provocative line. The failure to try one Gitmo detainee in 19 or 20 years is an indication of our unwillingness to survive as a nation. That we we cannot bring these people to justice. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I, I stopped. I underlined. I talked to Barr about it because it's right. If you cannot. Yeah try, much less execute the people who are trying to kill you, you're at a crisis point. Well, KSM has been in jail for I don't know how many years now. Nineteen. Number one, he, he hasn't killed any Americans because he's still in jail. An enemy combatant can be held off the battlefield as long as there are hostilities and as long as they present a threat to, to, to us because we're, we're in a war with radical Islam. You can't hold somebody indefinitely uh, under criminal law. Judge Jackson wanted to change the ability of the United States to hold enemy combatants indefinitely to interrogate them. She wanted them charged or let go. KSM, he was ready to go in the military commission system. Obama comes along and shuts that whole system down. It's been shut down and started twice. And uh, I hope one day to see justice rendered. I I think it's coming. I I do believe it's coming and that the new court will uphold whatever procedure. Let me close by asking you about Ukraine, Senator Graham. Why do we not send them anti-ship missiles? They're getting bombarded by the Sea of Azov warships, the Black Sea warships, and they don't have a harpoon or the Norwegian missile that we now use. Why have we not done that? Why haven't we sent them the S-300s? If you believed, as Biden indicated in Blinken, that the invasion was going to happen, that you had good intel that, that he's intending, Putin intend to invade, why didn't you start flowing the weapons before the invasion? So here's what I would say. Biden cannot embrace victory for Ukraine. They've always believed that Putin would win. There would be a peace deal to satisfy Putin, and they could get on with life. The problem is that Zelensky and the Ukrainian people have fought like tigers. Every weapon we've given them, uh, they know how to use, and they've done a good job. If we gave them uh, anti-ship missiles, I think it would be a game changer. The Russian army could break only if we help Ukraine more. Biden cannot wrap his head around winning. And if Putin gets out of this thing, survives, then China will invade Taiwan and the Iranians will get a nuclear weapon. If the Ukrainians, with our help, can break the Russian army, I think Putin is short for this world. And Biden cannot embrace victory. He cannot embrace winning. And the slowness of this administration just breaks my heart and is disgusting.
Uh, well, you know, Boris Johnson is picking up the pace, and I'm glad that we've got yeah. one leader in the West. He's the man. He's the man right now. Lindsey Graham, thank you. Good to get you out of the gym this morning. Okay. Hope you'll hope you'll get back with us again soon. To Good to talk to you. More and on your radio station. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Senator. Bye. Bye-bye. That concludes today's episode of the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. Make sure you come back and check out all the other podcasts on the Salem Podcast Network. And remember to thank our sponsors, AndrewandTodd.com. If you believe in long-form interviews like I do, then do your real estate transactions with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. I've known both men for a long time. AndrewandTodd.com. Go there, answer a couple of questions. They'll tell you what's best to do with your house or call them at 888-888-1172. You'll be glad you did and you'll be glad that you listened to the next episode of The Interview. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.